Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, the podcast where we are learning to live awake. We're exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and we're leaning into the divine chaos of this jacked up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller Delaney, and here is my co host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend, and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We invite you into this moment in space where we can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of our judgments and expectations of ourselves. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here, now, and remember you are exactly as love created you. There is nothing you need to do or fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. Welcome back to all of our listeners. We uh, thought maybe we'd do a little bit of housekeeping before we get going because we tend to forget by the end. Yes, we do. We're pretty excited. We scheduled a retreat for May 5th just in a few months here, early Mm -hmm. spring, and it is up at the Lake Erie Bluffs shelter up on Lake Erie. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I've been there. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks like an awesome place just for a daytime retreat. And actually, I don't even know that we decided on the hours for it yet, but it'll just be an all day kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's right there, right on the lake. Lots of nice trails and I'm watching the water. It's it's beautiful. Mm, yeah. So we'll make sure we have time for just communing with nature and mm. just savoring all of that beauty around us. And our title is called Dancing with the Truth of Who We Are. And I love that title. I feel like sometimes we go in and out of recognizing the truth of who we are. So it's always good to have a touch base and come back to that. Yeah. And the more, more we revel in that and spend time there, uh, the easier it is to remember that. huh? Mm-hmm. And lots of us have never been there to begin with as far as knowing who we are. So we're going to do some good work on remembering that. Yes. And then the other little piece of housekeeping, I've been working hard in the morning minis And I actually just meditated this morning with a couple of them because it seems like once you start playing one, they just keep moving into the next one. And it was just so good for me. So Mm -hmm. if any of you want to just try to give yourself permission every morning or every evening or a few times a day to just come into that place of feeling connection with love itself, of really remembering who you are. Mm -hmm then these morning minis really, they do the trick when you do them. Yes. Yes. And so yeah, we, I invite you to subscribe. That is a separate podcast. It's called morning minis. It's actually just a width. It's just a W and a slash sign. If you want to type it into Spotify to call it up morning minis W slash, then you'll see the divine chaos below that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I invite you to subscribe. It's $4.99 a month and there will be 365 of them. So every day you're going to have a new one just to soak in over and over throughout the day. Which is amazing. And to subscribe either to that or to this podcast, 
just would mean the world to Ruth and I, and to those who who maybe can't afford a monthly subscription, because we really want to be able to continue to make this this podcast, this divine chaos available for everybody from a mental health and spiritual growth standpoint. So, so how do people subscribe if they want to? So describe to subscribe to divine chaos. It's all yeah. in, the show, in the show links. So, okay. but actually there's options, you know, just at the very heading where you go to the main part of divine chaos. I believe there's a button there. You can just hit divine chaos. Okay. There's also links in every show note to either take you to the, to subscribe to this podcast or to take you over to Morning Minis to subscribe there. And okay. email me if those aren't working for some reason at Janine M. Delaney at Gmail. Actually, I usually say Janine at the Hearts Way dot org, don't I? Yes. Too many emails to remember. That's all in the show notes also. <laughs> check the show notes that's yeah. the moral of the story yes. yes and please um consider subscribing it would either be a donation to help us to help others or an act of love to yourself one mm-hmm. of the okay mm-hmm. so on to our topic today ruth had the idea that perhaps we could piggyback off of the last podcast the first solo podcast i did which is called a portal to everything which, by the way, it was beautiful. It was so amazing to hear you and just the message that you received. It was so, so awesome. Uh, thank you, Ruth. I will say I think that was that was when I felt like I was in my most authentic self, most in alignment with love itself mm-hmm. in that space. That was a real, real cool experience to get to share that podcast with everyone. Oh, I'm so glad. Hey, do you feel like doing a, can you do a little recap of that just a little so they'll know what we're, what we are kind of piggybacking off of today? Just briefly. You surprised me with that one. Now I'm I'm freezing a little bit. (laughs) Well, I had, I was asking for clarification from Love Itself. Yes. Do we either, way to put you on the spot, huh? (laughs) Do we either just like change the subject and focus on things that make us happy Mm -hmm. connection with you or when do we, or do we need to go to the feelings? Cause I feel like in some places I get mixed messages about that. And I do think sometimes that's hard to differentiate. And this was the response. This was the response I got from love itself. And Mm -hmm. for me, it ended up being quite profound. Yeah. And just some of the things that you peeled back and were able to address in the presence of love. I think that was, yeah, had to be really hard, but amazing. Well, and the general gist in the long run is that going through our feelings, through the heart space is the portal that opens us up to divine connection. Mm Mm-hmm because that is where love itself is waiting for us. So Mm -hmm. we have feelings brought on by ego messages that are creating suffering or turmoil. Those block us from the connection that we have with love itself. Yes. Therefore all of our inner power to join with love, to create the life that brings us our greatest joy. Yes. How how often in your office do you have people say, 
Like, okay, so if this is what I have going on, so now just tell me what I need to do to get over it. <laughs> I don't know if I give people an opening for that. Okay. <laughs> you must hear that a lot, huh? I do. I do hear that. And what do you say to them? Well, I kind of laugh like you just did. And then I, I basically kind of help them to realize that it's not something to be gotten over however you want to say that it's like this this lifelong journey of entering into hard stuff and maybe looking at it as an opportunity to heal yes and to remove the blocks to remembering who we really are right it's not the enemy and so often myself included we look at things like that as the enemy instead of an opportunity for healing. That's a good point. Yeah. And then when we look at it as the enemy, we resist, mm -hmm. which creates more blocks. Yes. That's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. To heal, our body naturally needs to release, to to let the feelings out, to let them move through us. Mm -hmm. And if we're resisting it and telling ourselves not to feel it, we create internal resistance within ourselves. Those right. opposing muscles end up fighting each other. Yeah, those good old opposing muscles. <laughs> and then we end up feeling like a volcano about to erupt. It's all just stuffed uh, and stuck inside. Yes. So really, wouldn't you say we're talking about grief? In any shape or form, it's all grief, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all grief. I think sometimes we just equate grief with death, but I think it's so much bigger than that. Of course, there's a lot of grief to heal through with the death of a loved one. Mm -hmm. But there we forget, we don't acknowledge maybe to ourselves that divorce is a loss, relationship breakups. Even even things like active parenting, you know, I can remember I had a huge grief process when my son left for college. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then there's the core messages, you know, just the you're feeling grief, you're feeling sadness mm -hmm. and anxious or any feeling that really just doesn't feel like peace or joy. Right. Mm hmm. Is an indicator that there is grief. Yes. Even, even anger. Yes. Yeah, grief in so many forms that we just don't even acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And grief meaning sadness. Mm -hmm. Needing to let ourselves honor the sadness that is there and to let ourselves heal through it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and honoring mostly what our body is trying to tell us. You know, our body's not our enemy. Our body's telling us that there are things that we need to walk into and let go of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let ourselves be transformed. Mm -hmm. I was telling you that there's something I say in my office often. And it, when I heard your your podcast last week, it kind of reminded me mm -hmm. of this. And it, it sounds kind of corny, but I think it's helpful to hang on to. And it's the words I, I've said, face, trace, and replace. But I think I like how you say it, 
using reframe instead of replace. Mm, right. Yeah. So maybe we should go one by one through those steps. Yes. Yeah, as it pertains to loss of any kind. Yes. Okay. Grief, sadness, anger, anything that's not peace, mm -hmm. joy, our truth. Yeah. Yes. So that first one, face. I feel like that's the acknowledgement of what we're feeling because we so often run from our feelings, whether it's by keeping busy or ignoring the signs that our body is showing to us. It, it's, it's stopping and facing. This is what's going on with me. This is what I'm feeling. So allowing ourselves to acknowledge the feeling Verbally and also how we feel it and experience it in our bodies. Right. Does it feel like a heaviness in my chest? Uh-huh. Does it feel like a racing or an anxiety pushing? Right. And to really connect with our bodies in order to listen to what it's our bodies are telling us that they're feeling. Am I clenching my jaw and my fists and does it actually internally feel like anger or rage? Yes. And I know we say this all the time, but that's that's where the practice of journaling can help us identify that quicker or more thoroughly, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like for me here in this past week, it's felt like the perfect storm. Like I was very aware of talk, some toxic core messages from my past, feeling like they were just getting reactivated. Mm. And at the same time. I ended up with tooth issues and on prednisone, which created this whole effect on my thyroid, which then created magnified all the emotions. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I really had to do a lot of journaling to let myself go into the feelings. How was that for you? You know, there's two ways to approach feelings. One is with judgment. Oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. What's wrong with me? And the other with is with compassion, you know, like, okay, this is an opportunity for healing, an opportunity for me to connect even more with my truth and with divine love within me. And I think I went back and forth between the two. Sometimes oh. she didn't have this, you know, why can't I just power through it? And then compassion, like, it's okay. We can just let this be here. That's so good for me to hear because I was sharing with you earlier that I had a couple days where I just felt not like myself, I guess, you know, kind of withdrawn and sad and um, and it took me a while to identify what was going on, but I didn't have a whole lot of compassion for myself. Mm, yeah. And man, we can really beat ourselves up, <laughs> make mm -hmm. it kind of draw it out when we avoid Letting ourselves just have it, huh? Mm hmm Yeah, I was doing a lot of, sh you shouldn't feel this way and you should feel this way. Shooting on yourself. I think yeah. I did it myself, yes. Did just, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, and for many people, you know, the irony, this gives me a lot of compassion for 
our listeners, because you and I live in the realm of working with feelings. Yes, continuously, constantly, all the time. We're very comfortable with it, honestly. Mm -hmm. We understand Mm -hmm. the process. And for us, it's kind of like our first or second language, right? Exactly. For so many people, it's not. For so many people, it's like a foreign language. Mm -hmm. So if we struggle, we want to validate those who you know, struggle all the more. It is, it's a, it's a learning curve to give ourselves uh-huh. to be compassionate and to go into those feelings. You said that perfectly, Janine, because I, I never would have worded it that way, but it is a second language for both you and I, and we are very comfortable with feelings, but to think that at times we still struggle with being compassionate with ourselves mm-hmm. with feelings. Yeah. Everybody's going to struggle with that. Right. Yeah. And we just keep practicing. We just keep giving ourselves permission to the the more quickly I go to the journaling, the more quickly I move to compassion. Isn't that amazing? And for me, and I know I've said this before, it always it for me it starts with the journaling like a letter to love itself, a letter to uh, God. But because that's where my compassionate voice is. Ah, you can tap into it much easier that way. Yeah. So, and maybe that's in the journaling for each person, you know, where do you, where do you go to for the compassionate voice? What, what voice is that? Who would you write the letter to? Mm, I love that. And sometimes I think that's, that's a really helpful way to do it. Instead of just saying, I'm just going to start writing. What am I supposed to write? What's the purpose? It's like, yeah, where where is that source for me? Where is that source of love for me? And for many people, and I have had clients, they just never got it. They just don't know it, you know. Uh-huh. So it might be, it might be to a person in your life who is the most right person. It might be to Ruth. It might be to me. Write your letters to me. It might uh-huh. be to. To the voice of love itself that you hear in the messages in your mm-hmm. worth or with the morning minis, like you're starting mm-hmm. to develop that. Yeah, I think that's so important to address. How does that, how do you tap into that place of compassion? Yeah. Or, and do you need to like immerse yourself in time with someone else or with a meditation that helps you to get more in touch with hearing what that voice of compassion mm. sounds mm-hmm. like. So did we cover the face one enough? Um, I think the other element to that, when I think about grief work and healing is just within the naming the feeling is naming the losses, naming, you know, there's one big loss. Maybe it might be my child going to college that they're not here anymore, but it might be, th- 20 other losses contained within that. Like, mm. well, it's not that much fun anymore. Or, or now I'm stuck with way too much time and they were my central focus. Mm-hmm. Who am I apart from that? Or it could be, you know, a loss when you're addressing a family, like a core message, like somehow my worth is about being productive. Mm. Well, what's the loss in that? So I've spent my whole life on this hamster wheel trying to earn my worth. How much time have I lost to that? Ah, 
Yes. And I think grieving the loss of the certainty that that offers and entering into this place of the unknown. Mm, right. It's scary now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Without this. Uh-huh. So the loss of myself. Uh-huh. Exactly. Or maybe not knowing who I really am or the ways yeah. I've beat myself up over the years. Uh-huh. Oh, so much. So many layers. Yeah. So you kind of have to just like be an open book, like a, just a big whiteboard of what are all the possible losses that go with this and don't judge any of it. Just put it all down. Mm-hmm. Let so it like come. Your body and your hand know what, and your heart know what to say and you don't have to overthink it. Right. Let it come. Ah, okay. So that's the face part. Just really naming and going into acknowledging the feeling and the losses. Yes. Feelings and losses. That's the face part. Face yeah. it. Yeah. So the second part, the way that I would say it is the trace part. What, what word do you give it? When you say trace to me, I kind of see my finger going down a line, like here's the feeling. And then can I trace it back to my earliest recollection of having that feeling? Mm-hmm. Many, it's like, when have I felt the worst of this feeling? Right. Or when is the earliest time I ever remember having this feeling? I've been listening to a lot on attachment. That's kind of been my thing here for a while. And I'm not going to get this quote right, but it talks about you may not have specific memories, but there's evidence of the receipts in your in your coding because of how you respond. Go on. That's good. Yes. And so you may not have a specific memory of a time where you felt abandoned or alone or rejected, you know, that you can exactly point back to. But, you know, in a lot of the core ways that you respond, that that would have been a very early message that you received. Before language almost. Mm hmm. Before you could put words to it. Right. And so it's not about blame. It's not about this is so-and-so's fault or it's about just being able to say, I recognize this feeling, this core message, and it's coming from back, back here. So it might even be, I have a sense of it. I have a sense that this formed way, way back Uh before I even could name it. Right. Yeah. And I think somehow there's peace in even, even if it's not a specific thing to going back and saying, okay, this is coming from a deeper place. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, a core core thing for me a long time ago. Right. And still. Right. And to be able to, whatever it is, to be able to name it mm-hmm. is freeing in itself to be able to say, oh, that's where, that's where this came from. Uh-huh. I, I have so many people that have said things to me like, well, that happened like, you know, when there was domestic violence in my home, it was before I, you know, it was like when I was two. And so I don't remember it. But what we know from attachment knowledge that we're finding out is that it was more damaging because it happened when you were preverbal and your brain was still forming than it would have been when you were older. Mm, right. 
you know, so you, yeah. Yeah. So you pick up these really core messages of abandonment, rejection. I'm not safe in the world that, that stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to trace it, to identify, okay, this is where I picked it up. Yes. And I want to go to those who are grieving like the death of someone like a, or a relationship. I think the tracing piece to that might be, what am I telling myself about that? Mm. Yeah. Because I think a, a lot of times what we tell ourselves is pretty distorted. Right. And, and that's where the spiritual truths are really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Like with, with death, for example, you know, my ego mind wants to say, well, this is all it is. All there is, they're gone. I'm never going to see them again. Right. Mm-hmm. And that of course creates suffering. Sure. Yeah. So to be able to acknowledge, okay, so this is a message from the ego, but I just because I my ego is telling me that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that one, but yes. And there also may be other things I'm telling myself when it comes to just healing through grief. You know, it might be other family messages about what this means or how I should cope. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Or, you know, I should just suck it up and move on or. Uh-huh. Yeah. Working through those good old shoulds. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a different dynamic when it comes to, to the, to grieving and healing through the loss of an actual death. Do you think mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of feeling that piece, you know, when you're, Tracing it when it's a core message, when it's a family, you know, belief system that's developed, it's a little easier to trace from that perspective. Yeah, that's true. But death, maybe it's more, you know, what am I telling myself about this? Right. And it may depend on the relationship, you know, what was tied in with the relationship itself. Right. And maybe in the trace part then is the piece where you really lean into the feelings of it. Mm-hmm. Like allow yourself to have the, the full on grief of what that felt like uh-huh. either, either presently, if it's a very real death right now or loss of a relationship or something. But if you've traced it back to the past to let myself really lean into the grief of that. Mm-hmm. And that means let ourselves feel it, let ourselves cry, let ourselves do what we need to do to have that letting go, or like you said, release in the body. Yeah, we, we no longer constrict, we just breathe and let it out. Mm-hmm. Allow ourselves to have it all, allow it to move through us. Yes. And allow ourselves to bring it to love, right? To mm-hmm. let love itself love within us, embrace that and hold, hold us. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm realizing we just got the, the time note that our minutes are up on our zoom conversation. And I feel like maybe we could just do a part two of this. 
I think so too. Next time. Yeah. Yes. Because I think that that's such a huge thing where lots of us get stuck on how do I reframe this? Which would be the third part, right? Uh huh. So, yeah. So if, if you have feelings that don't feel good right now, then take a, take a break here and face it, name it, let yourself pull out your journal, name all the losses, let yourself begin to trace it or to ask yourself, what am I telling myself about this? Mm -hmm. Just lean into all those feelings. Yes. That's, that's the therapy takeaway. Yes. And I have the spiritual takeaway. Okay. I, I just pulled that. I opened the book, Your Indelible Worth, and just said, okay, what do we need to hear? And this was the page I opened to. And I feel like it's just a soothing reminder of love, being present in all of this. It's actually more of a, a little bit of a meditation to close with. As I awaken today at home with love, I breathe in a soft, easy, soothing breath. And I feel love expand throughout my being. I remember there is nothing I must do today but float on the current of your love for me. And there I join your angels in allowing happiness to find completion in me. I feel the ease of knowing I am already home with you. Whole, safe, complete, and free. It is in this knowing that I see miracles rise to greet me as gifts from heaven, reminding me that I am one with creation, one with love, and thus the creator of my journey, extending light from heaven back to earth. As I awaken today at home with love, I remember I can rest on the current of your love for me. Mm. Let's rest in love today, even in the midst of grief. Even in the midst of grief.